0: Parenting always involves recognizing your child as separate and different from you. Andrew Solomon. Hi, you're listening to the SOS Podcast with Melissa Smallwood. I'm excited to be here for season two and our first interview talks about parenting and recognizing your child's identity as separate and different from you through the use of the Enneagram. I'm excited for you to hear my interview with Enneagram coach Jenny Price and I hope that you will take away some tidbits that help you parent your individual child.
1: Hi Jenny. That's the craziest thing. How cool.
0: (laughs) How are you? Really good. How are you? I'm awesome and I'm so glad to have you on today. Thank you. I love getting to interview my smart friends. (laughs) I will step into (laughs) my smartness. All right, put on your smart cap. Let's get started. Um, I wanted you to start off uh, by telling my listeners just a little bit about your parenting journey before we dive into the Enneagram. All right. Well, 20
1: to ago, this boy asked if I would wear a ring that he offered me on a Valentine's Day and been married 28 years to Matt and we enjoyed no kids for about 6 years and then had 3 really really fast together 3 in less than 2 years and 8 months wow. so those were our bios yeah it was a whirlwind it was it's fun now they're super close in age and close to each other and after the youngest of those 3 went to kindergarten i i just i knew there was more i knew there was more motherhood and i definitely knew there was not more pregnancy for me just um, <laughs> been so, there girl <laughs> yeah it was it was fresh and over and i didn't share it with matt i didn't share the idea of adoption with him and coolest thing american idol gives back it was orphan care in america the theme of their show and we were watching it he says i tell you what if one of those kids showed up at my house i'd do it in a heartbeat mm. so that was about six months after god had you know opened my heart to the concept of it and then we chose the foster adoption route and really big deal not a common thing um our first placement are that we adopted two years after their placement so they are the two we fostered and we are so blessed to be raising 15 year old twins who have a very unique opportunity to um to grow up differently because of their, their past needs of um, they were three and a half when they moved in.
0: Wow. That's so cool too. How God laid it on your hearts separately at different times.
1: It really is. It's really cool too, that I stayed quiet and didn't tell him quickly <laughs> that that was really cool. That's not my like. strong suit either. <laughs> I let God be God. It was a refreshing and that, that's one of those things I, I didn't want to put a pressure on him. So it's good. Right.
0: So I talk about the Enneagram a bit on this show, but just so I don't assume that all my listeners know what we're talking about before we dive into it, would you just give a brief explanation of the Enneagram?
1: I will. It is, you know, the newest rave of personality discovery. It is different than others because the Enneagram is here's what you land in. This is a a type that you typically land in and... There's growth opportunities in that type, and there's unhealthy um, patterns that you can just stay in, and there are superpowers. That's how I like to describe it, and there's nine different types, and I can cruise through those real fast. Perfectionist is one. Two is, is the one who is the most supportive. Three, entrepreneur, creator. Four is also a creative, but in a different way. Five are investigators. Six are... The risk assessors, seven are the um, partiers, eight are the (laughs) controlling space, safety space for others, and nine are the peacemakers. So it's just been a blast to learn more about myself. But to me, the Enneagram is more about how do you find the strengths and growth opportunities in others and love them better.
0: That's awesome. I am a one. And with a two wing, and I'm married to a five, with a six wing. Um, so what is my superpower? I'm curious.
1: Your one. I know what
0: my weaknesses can be.
1: (laughs) You create order on the planet. You keep things in order, and you make life good for others. I will take that. That's your Um, oneness, and in your two, I know two is your your wing is. You are an encourager and a supporter to many people.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that I am a two wing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think I, I really identify with that part of me a lot. Yeah. Um, so I have heard from other Enneagram experts that you shouldn't type your kids. What do you how do you feel about that? So, some would
1: say I, um, Ian Crone, is one of them that our enneagram number stems from the the challenge in our childhood. So that it's right. because it's you know, and some would refer to that as as your your wound from childhood, and it doesn't have to be a traumatic thing. Mm-hmm. It's the place you were taught to be affirmed in the family, and because it's picked up from childhood, it's not typical for someone over. You know, fifteen or sixteen to be able to identify that emotionally yet, and mm-hmm. the I, I would say the most curious people about the enneagram are between twenty and thirty right now. They're the most intrigued with the whole discovery. Yeah, so at that point, they do have enough childhood life experience and perspective to uncover. But I I don't think we get to type anyone when we choose a type for someone. We are. <laughs> We are pigeonholing them. And I do think we can discover where our children might land to better parent them. We can see, see pieces of different types in them.
0: Yes. I agree with that because I definitely agree with Ian. I've read a lot of his stuff that our personalities are shaped by our childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. That's definitely true for where I landed and where my husband landed. Mm -hmm. Um, However, Like my daughter, our youngest daughter is 14 and I have identified what I think she is based on how she presents and based on, um, that core question of a six Mm -hmm. and, you know, her desire above all is, is this safe? Am I at risk? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I parent her from understanding that about her. if that makes sense.
1: It totally does. Yeah. That their, their negative mindset is that everything's going to go wrong all around them.
0: Mm -hmm. So tell me how you encourage people to utilize the Enneagram in in their parenting. If we're not typing our kids, quote unquote, um, how can we gain insight into them by using the Enneagram?
1: Such a good question. I think that we're still going to see two or three predominant actions and attitudes coming out of our kids. So rather than picking a number, just like you just said, this is something I see in her. And Mm -hmm. when I see um, a child who's maybe a little more chaotic or lacking focus, give them some tools that help them practice that just like a teacher would in a classroom. And there probably is maybe some three and seven in there. So look for more of those opportunities that might describe a seven without pegging them as that number. I think we're still going to uncover just through daily life. What are some repeated behaviors here? If a child just needs things precise all the time, that's that's definitely <laughs> a high quality of a one. And so I think I think opening ourselves up as parents to seeing two or three type opportunities for each of our kids keeps us open-minded and keeps us from telling ourselves so much about their identification that we miss the other things that we get to yeah. be discovering.
0: No, that makes total sense. Um, how about the what we are, what our type is, as on the Enneagram? How does that impact? our parenting and how can we maybe flip the script a little bit and use it as a strength in our parenting?
1: Oh my goodness. Such a fun question. So I'm just going to breeze through the numbers and, and give you, if you are a one parent, stop pointing out (laughs) everything that's wrong and Ah. offer opportunities and ask questions of, I wonder what you think about this. I wonder if we could improve this and put the we in there. Take Mm -hmm. the you out in your parenting as often as you can. Because Mm, ones can feel like thumb pressers. Ones ones can be perceived as parents as pushing their thumb down on a personality. Or even on a thinking process. Supportive mamas and daddies. The ones who go straight to nurture always. Get to absolutely from a place of nurture still choose to be clear in directions and instructions. So Mm -hmm. love is beautiful. Encouragement is beautiful and there needs to be some calling um, up to a, to a new opportunity, a new strength. So threes are super, super oriented on success. I would say a threes danger as a parent is to raise performance driven children. To, mm-hmm. to have them in so many activities and just go, 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 go and live at this um, unsustainable pace. So limiting, putting some limits on the family, overly involved, even if it's great things they want to be involved in. Um, fours are um, creative parents and they need to, they absolutely need to have creative outlets in the home. And I would say if that's not a natural for the child that you're parenting in the moment, don't overdo it because they Mm -hmm. could, they could easily need that child to be a direct reflection of that creativity. And Mm -hmm. it's going to work for some kids. It's not going to work for others. Investigators, knowing a lot is so important. We need to know the information. And in general, kids don't want to hear all about that information. (laughs) So true. So true. Limit, limit it to a couple bullet points versus the, the 10 point outline. So the, the loyalist, the person who's, you know, making sure it's safe for everyone gets to take some risks with their kids, give them freedoms at the playground that are two or three inches further than they did you know, not always being right behind the swing. And that's just a metaphor for letting your kids sign up for a team that they're not going to be the best player at sometimes. So openness to that sevens, have fun, be yourself and create a fun family and create structure. Make sure there are structures in place that also focus on finishing things and it not being so fun that nothing's getting accomplished in the home. (laughs) So says the (laughs) seven herself,
0: I was going to say, you're a seven. (laughs) I'm a seven.
1: And when stressed, I step into my eight, my, my challenger Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, challengers get, get a lot of slack from, um, they give it to themselves of feeling like they're a hard personality for people. Uh, an eight can be, can feel like they're too much for the people around them. So again, I think it's a give a little bit of what's going on inside of you internally, like say the things you need to say and not need the exact response that you're looking for. I think that's an eights. Expectations are really high to respond how I see, but differently than a one. A one is, this is a perfect way to do it. You should do it this way. An eight is, This is how the world functions. I need to show you this so that everyone, everything makes sense. I think is the difference there. Mm -hmm. And nines are just mediators, peaceful people. I think a nine who is not giving voice to their own, um, hasn't grown, grown up in a place of using their voice, gets to really train their kids to have a voice and to speak up and to express. So, for for a nine parent, I would think um, really, really important that they model even just sharing one thing a day about themselves with their kids. I think that would be a really empowering mm-hmm. tool. So that's one through nine.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's such great information. And I could relate to different parts of it. I have a lot of friends that are eights and I love the eights in my life. I think eights can get a bad rap.
1: My Um, twin sister is an eight and I will step into eight as fast as any one of them. And they are, they (laughs) are the most protective people on the planet. They are. Mm -hmm. And they love hard. They they do. And that's why they get, they defend and come off as defensive. So.
0: yeah. So interesting, so I'm also curious how the Enneagram has impacted your marriage relationship since it's Valentine's Day that we're recording I love
1: this. it. so it's funny. I listen to a lot of Enneagram you know podcasts in the car, and my um <laughs> I've been studying it for about three years, and my husband still will say, so what what do you think I am?" I mean, and and ones know who they are. So he is a one and I am a seven, which is a real gift from God. It's, it's so cool because when I go to a place of stepping into strength, I move to a one, um, I create structure. Mm -hmm. I, I finish projects. I nail things down. When a one is, is under stress and they move towards a strength, it's to relax and to have fun and to learn to laugh at themselves. So that's a pretty cool twist to sharing a marriage with a one and him with, with a seven. Mm -hmm. And we, we talk about, you know, this, this is an area where I really, really want on Saturday, like weekends tend to show up more because we Mm -hmm. do have traditional work weeks. You know, Saturday expectations for for Matt typically are to do about 6 hours of family projects and everyone gets to do chores cuz that is fun. Right. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Right. Well,
0: we don't really care if it's <laughs> no, fun to that, be honest. It's getting something
1: done. <laughs> it's completion. Yeah. And I get to request, you know what? I'm game for a few hours of that and I really want to head to the beach for a couple hours as well. So Happy to mm-hmm. do that after. So flexibility. And for, for Valentine's, I want to do all kinds of different things all in one day. And I get to verbalize precisely what it is I want versus asking a one to read my mind. And I think that's true across right. a lot of boards. Ones are not typically, they're pretty happy to do dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie, dinner and a movie. So as a seven, I want it right. to be you know, wildly romantic. And it's a, you know, (laughs) getting over myself and creating that and just saying, can I be in control for, you know, two hours of our night? Yeah, that works for us.
0: That's really cool. So I'm a one married to a five. And so we joke that we're going to do the right thing and it's going to be the (laughs) well-researched right thing.
1: All the Yelp (laughs) highest level, like been studied
0: restaurants. (laughs) And, um, you know, sometimes I can get frustrated because he needs so much information before he can make a decision. And my personality is, I see right away the deficit and how to fix it. (laughs) And buying a car is probably the most stressful experience in our marriage and we're currently in the process of it it can take and I am not kidding you up to a year
1: (laughs) what a fun stretch for both of you though you're talking about both of you getting to that point yes exactly I could see you being on a on a you know you all are really good at taking these little trips and and even if it's a longer date. I, I see your stuff on social media. I could see you walking into um a hotel that he's investigated really, really well mm-hmm. and finding the first thing wrong in the lobby. Like why would yes. they why would I they know. put that chair there? Why it doesn't would... make
0: any sense. I know. I have to be really intentional about that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um because it can be deflating to the other yeah. person. Yeah.
1: And I think it's I think it's a really important thing when we're, you know, especially for reflecting on Ennegram to know what is the fear of the person? Like you pointed out of your daughter, the fear for her one is that it would be imperfect. And for Matt, mm-hmm. why would I take the risk of doing something different? Cause it might not come off. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. This works. Yeah, exactly. So, and a five <laughs> is, I don't want to be seen as incompetent. If I pick out the wrong car, he's going to beat himself yep. up. You're going to be, once the decision is made its final and not question it. So good. It's, yep, exactly. that's the stuff that's so fun to take.
0: It is fun. And once you understand it, you know, once I knew um, he was a five and I researched what that meant, some things that I had taken personally for Mm -hmm. years made so much sense. Like he is, and fives tend to be introverted Mm -hmm. and he is an introverted (laughs) introvert is what (laughs) I call him. Like, And so, you know, sometimes he will retreat from the, and as you can imagine with seven kids, you know, sometimes our house would get chaotic, you know? (laughs) And he would retreat and I would take that so personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it, it is actually part of being a five that need to decompress and retreat from social interactions in order to mm-hmm. recharge. Mm-hmm.
1: Cause then he can, and once I understood he can that, regroup
0: after he does that, but
1: yes, people are like, are yes, you kidding and- me? If he's not grounded.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so once I understood that and stopped taking it personally, I was able to see the difference in him when he has that opportunity mm-hmm. versus when he doesn't.
1: Which is reminding me, quit uh, quit taking it personally. Karen Purvis, her my favorite tool is the Q-tip. Remember, hold a Q-tip in your hand in front of the person who's seemingly bothering you and quit taking it personally, how they behave and yep. meet them there. And I think the Enneagram is fabulous at teaching that. Meet the person where yes. they are not needing to fix them understanding it's Mm -hmm. it's about understanding the person in front of you and it doesn't mean you're not both flexible to alter who you are in that moment
0: right so our youngest um biological child our son Matt he is a four and for years I had such a difficult time understanding him and like what made him tick and you know, but as an adult, he's 22 now, um, about a year ago, he and I dove into the Enneagram and I was like, I want to know what you are. I have a pretty good idea now that I've done some research and he was, it was like light bulbs going off for him Mm -hmm. too. He was like, that is exactly Mm -hmm. me. And that has been so helpful to me with reducing some frustration I could Mm -hmm. feel. Um, because fours can get paralyzed. Yep.
1: Yep. For sure. And they are not big verbalizers. They put their feelings and their, in their words into an expressive form of some sort. I can learn exactly. eight, my oldest will is 23. So they're close in age is a four. I can learn everything about him from the song that he wrote a year ago that he sent me. And yeah. you know, two months of not having a lot of conversations and. It's, there's a lot of waiting, waiting and setting up space for them to share when they need mm-hmm. to.
0: Yes. And as a parent, understanding him from that, you know, information has been so helpful in mm-hmm. also learning how to motivate. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's intrinsic motivation and external. And some of the types simply don't have a lot of external motivators a 3 is right. driven by all external and a 4 has a lot of intrinsic which is about being understood without having to explain myself it's yes exactly <laughs> my my 4 is the most mysterious person and i am the most um the feedback my kids i give them a lot of permission to give me feedback and could you stop asking questions mom it's what i do for a living ask questions I don't want you to ask anymore. Right. Which then I get to dig in a different way. I get to pursue his right. heart differently. So, so fun.
0: So interesting. So you're an amazing coach in general. Um, full disclosure: Jenny has been my coach for what a yes. year now. Yes. Um, but what made you specifically decide to focus more on the Enneagram?
1: So I believe that. Personal development of any kind, spiritual development of any kind is about discovering who God has wired you to be, who God is to you, same God, same Jesus. And my experience of who God needs to be in this moment for me is different than yours. So the Enneagram mm-hmm. is a study about how I show up on the planet designed by the God creator divine. And so mm-hmm. to me, it is a self Practice of discovery. And if we're created in the image of God, as we discover more about ourselves, we're also discovering more about how creative He is. So the Enneagram, particularly for me, similar to just it, it's such an eye opener, it peeled layers of misunderstandings um, away from my eyes towards family members, mm-hmm. towards even, you know, challenging. I'm a pastor's wife as well, people who just seem to. I allowed them to grind on my nerves and Mm
0: -hmm. to me
1: it is a grace awareness. It is a personality discovery that is wide open where some of them are, this is who you are. This is who you will be. Figure this out. The Enneagram is not that it's not a box. Ian Crone says it's not something you're placed inside of. It's how you type, how you land. And so I believe when we have a tool like this, it's it's a niche, it's a an interest peaking and anyone who's trying to bring anyone into um be it a ministry, a nonprofit, or a business, there gets to be some form of attraction, something that that um is the hook. And the Enneagram to me is way more than a hook and it has proved a powerful one. And when people hire a coach, Uh they're not just going to get Enneagram. They're going to get to dive into their programs and beliefs that are, that they're allowing to keep them stuck and then uncover the ones that can um, move them forward. So to me, it's, Uh it's, it's God awareness, then self-awareness and practicing. So the Enneagram is the, is the reeling someone into an experience of um, being willing to dive into their lives.
0: What have you learned the most about yourself through your three years of studying the Enneagram?
1: Mm. The thing I have learned the most and the thing I've had the most success in, and I think that's a proof of learning something is silence is the best gift to a seven. A seven tends Hmm. to have so much. and, And there's a lot of wild creativity that if I put action on all of it, I wouldn't sleep. And a seven needs to stop. Um, So we've walked through a lot of opportunities and challenges with one of our kids in the last five years. And without that Mm -hmm. practice of silence and truly disciplining to 30 minutes minimum per work day, I turn everything off. I text my husband, my phone will be off and everything's off and I climb in my bed or I lay in my hammock and it is not to sleep. It is to simply turn my brain off and it's, it's healing. And it also allows me time and space to let God say, what's your fear right now? I'm a Dodger sevens Mm -hmm. like to dodge pain, dodge anything that could be negative or, you know, stir up the pot. So I would say that's what I've learned is how important the practice of silence and stopping life is.
0: That is really powerful, I think um my I think when ones are operating healthy, I would go towards a seven. Mm-hmm. I have very little of that in me, but over the last couple of years, knowing the enneagram and knowing that about myself, I have been more intentional about um, you know stretching myself in mm-hmm. that way because otherwise. My whole life I've just had fun friends. Like I have a lot of friends that are sevens and I think I did I surrounded myself with sevens because I I'm not <laughs> I I needed someone to drag me along in their mm-hmm. fun because it's not something I would create for myself.
1: And when I hear people, you know, say like especially ones and and eights you're fun gets to look different it may not be this jovial silliness and for you a a seven kind of fun is dabble in three projects today versus driving yourself nuts to finish that one single thing you know spreading spreading out your joy and I do see you doing that with various ways you're you're serving and it's so fulfilling
0: it's so cool to not just focus on that one thing that I feel like I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do but I give myself freedom to do things. I want to so do.
1: good. And they can still be service oriented and be fun. Yep. Of course. <laughs> so how exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're, I know you are a servant, servant leader and Hey, the difference you're making is worth it.
0: Oh, thank you. So, um, before we go into our fun questions, um, Tell me one thing that you would encourage parents to consider um, in regards to utilizing the Enneagram in their parenting. So good, so good.
1: First and foremost, study yourself. Let God continue give give God complete permission. Show me where I'm wandering, where I'm seeking my own needs to be met apart from you, and study yourself, study yourself, study yourself, and then start applying that to each of your children. And if you have, you know, more than a couple children, you get to really Mm -hmm. be spontaneous and stretch yourself. What in this moment would be the most powerful way to communicate love? So I think finding a question, um, there's a couple that, that I practice in coaching a lot. What's really going on with you right now? What are you avoiding? What's your deepest fear Mm -hmm. right now? Especially when we have those moments in parenting like we, we hit a panic button. Why is my kid keep screaming about this? And what? why is right. this child not communicating with me? So what's our fear? What's really going on with me is if I don't address that, when I don't address that, it's going to show up in a default program in my parenting. So it starts, right. with, it starts with us. And in discovering who our kids are, be playful in your discoveries, not... Um, mathematical and formulated I would say that's how I would use the enneagram is keep it playful
0: that makes a lot of sense especially with little Mm -hmm, ones for sure yeah so I'm curious um and I'm my listeners love to know what people are watching what they're reading and what they're listening to so share with us those things in your
1: watching reading listening so John Mark McMillan just um shared another album today. I love his voice. I feel like it's the voice of God. It's just this really deep voice. And his lyrics are (laughs) profoundly the gospel and yet life. Like life application Mm. and the gospel and not so Christianized that I couldn't share it with anyone. That's what I'm listening to. What I'm watching is Disney Plus because my husband splurged. (laughs) And that was a super fun thing, the Mandalorian was worth it completely completely and um so just rewatching fun stuff on there. um I would say that's the only thing that's on right now and and there is one really good home and garden t v show um that I've discovered called Hometown. I love the dynamics yes, I they're love so fun together. Love She's got to be someone, and he is all over the place, so i just I like learning yes. about marriage, watching the shows what i am reading right now i tend to have you know five or six books so let's go with um donald miller's building a story brand think and grow rich by mm. napoleon hill which is a long time classic a spiritual discipline book by um de Grotte is wholeheartedness so so mm. amazing and I'm teaching alixa Turquest study. It's not supposed to be this way, which has been a phenomenal gift to about such oh, a good book study guide. Yeah. All of it, such super, super worth worth diving into. So I don't like reading one book at a time because my brain gets bored. So that's where I am right now.
0: <laughs>
1: that's awesome.
0: And tell my listeners how they can connect. Beautiful.
1: With you. I am Jenny Bolt Price on Facebook. J E N N Y Bolt is in lightning bolt price as in the price is right. And on <laughs> Facebook as well. My, my cooking business is Jenny Graham, J E N N E A. So it's basically a J in front of the word Enneagram and on Instagram, Jenny bolt price personal and business is Jenny Graham coach. So the, the awesome. coach word gets to be added on Instagram.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I just want to thank you for coming on today and sharing with us your wisdom about the Enneagram. I think that it's just so needed and so interesting. And I hope that my listeners find that as well. Beautiful.
1: I love hearing your voice and I'm so proud of what you're creating in community and just educating people. Appreciate you, Melissa. Thanks. All girl. right. I'll talk Night. to you later.
0: <laughs> Bye. That was some good stuff, wasn't it? I'm so thankful for Jenny Price for coming on the SOS podcast, and helping us learn about the ways that tools like the Enneagram can be applied to our relationships with our kids and our spouse. I'm really excited for the rest of season two of the SOS podcast. I have some amazing guests lined up, authors and speakers, teachers, influencers. I'm so excited for what they have to offer as we talk this season about family relationships. As most of you know, that is a personal passion of mine, and I'm excited to be bringing it to this season of the podcast. You can connect with today's guest, Jenny Price, through her various social media outlets, which I will be posting on our show notes page at melissasmallwood.com. So until next time, have a great week.